Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the LYF podcast. Monica here. Uh, And today I have the pleasure to have our featured artist of the month with me. We're going to get to know him a little bit more. We have Zhao. Um, I met Zhao early in the Love Yourself Foundation journey, actually, when we first started doing our events. Um, And I was so quickly so captivated Uh, by his voice, his artistry, and his passion really behind what he's doing. And and so it's been such a, it's been really wonderful just to see him grow um, these past few years. And so so I'm excited to get to know him more and for folks to learn more about his story. Um, And then he's also uh, performing this month at our event. So a lot of, a lot of good things about of Zhao this month <laughs> with OIF. So hi, Zhao. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy that you're here with me. Likewise. I actually, as you were saying that I thought about the irony, it's like, yeah, actually we had meetings in this very house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy how life works out in certain ways mm-hmm. before yeah. I even lived here. <laughs> yeah. And you've been there now for a couple years. Um, I think it's going to be pulling up on two years soon. Yeah. It's such a nice spot conveniently oh, in downtown. <laughs> it's like my little, like, oh, my chap is wanting attention. Oh. Um, yeah. It's such a dope little, just like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like it's my like my bad cave. Like I can come back to it and just you know, it's like my safe space. <laughs> yeah, especially right during the these times that we've been in, locked in, and the importance right of having a safe space like that to come to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For so. sure, for sure. Yeah, super appreciated. And it's just yeah, one of the ways that the universe just works in crazy ways sometimes and. You know, you just kind of got to write it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Even though sometimes it's hard, right? To be yeah. patient. Oh, yeah, you, can't see, you can't see around the bend. So you're like, wow, this really sucks right now. What is, <laughs> what is the point? And then you get around the bend. You're like, oh, okay. Shouldn't have doubted you. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome, Zhao. So my go-to question is always, 
what is it that you love about yourself and how has that helped you in your life? Ooh. And this is, this is deeper implications than, than <laughs> just a surface level question for me lately. But um, I think if I were to think on one thing, I, I like the fact that um, I've always had to just kind of uh, learn things on my own. So it's made me very much, um, I guess, like self-sustaining in that regard. Like if there's something I want to know, it's like, I'm just like, I'm just going to teach myself how to do it. I'm just going to, you know, do this. And it has also correlated into also being very like introspective and, you know, analyzing myself a lot, which has really helped lately in, um, kind of discovering things about myself and, uh, you know, having the ability to kind of take, take analyzing other people out of the equation and just like, okay, well, what about me? You know, like what, what am I doing wrong or what am I doing right? Or, um, so just, I guess, always being in my head, it's a double-edged sword, right? You know, being in our heads all the time is, is a double-edged sword, but, um, I, I do like the beneficial aspects of it, of, you know, just being like, all right, I'll be able to sit myself down and teach myself something, or I'll be able to sit myself down and really analyze myself and, you know, see what I could be doing better as a person. You know, um, I think that's one of, I guess, my favorite things. If I were to have a favorite thing. <laughs> that's great though. I think it's a wonderful thing to, to celebrate that self inquiry. Right. Um, to just have that that benchmark of saying, all right, well, this is where I'm at and to help you get to that next point. So I, I think that's awesome. Wonderful. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just, I was like, man, Zhao is also a, a veteran. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that, that that transition from being in the military to where you are now and, um, and if music had anything to do with that. Oh, music had everything to do with it. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for music, I'd probably still be in. Um, and oddly enough, while I was in the military, I got to get a taste of music and that was my test. You know, I got to tour as a singer for them for a year mm -hmm. um, during one of the years I was in. And I was like, let me see if this gets old. You know, let me see if, it, if performing every night gets old. And it didn't. It was like the opposite. I was like, <laughs> oh, this, is, this is what resonates with me. Um, yeah, I mean, if it was not for, I actually almost didn't get out there, the way things happened. And like I said, the universe works in very odd ways. The way things happened, um, is just really crazy to think of happenstance. Um, cause I actually said yes to re-upping with them and going, um, cause I was actually getting involved with, um, a, a unit that was like a pretty big unit and um you know my my career trajectory was going to take a change um in an in a even more intense route and uh I said yes to it like it was it was it was such a long process of thinking and I finally just caved and I was like you know what fine I'll do it but the way things worked out is I there was like miscommunications within you know internally within the air force and then um you know, I was kind of told some things that weren't necessarily true that spooked me about having to stay in longer because I was already having oh. this like, if I don't get in or if I don't get out and do music, you know, like I started to feel like, uh, you know, I either I need to do it or I don't. And then 
they made me, or I shouldn't say they, I should say a certain person who didn't understand their job made it seem like I was going to have to stay in longer. Oh. And it literally just gave me a pit. I'll never forget this moment. Like I went into, I had pushed, I had pushed the decision so far to uh, whether or not I was going to get out and stay in. And I was waiting for orders to drop. It was this whole thing that when I went to like, go see like my personnel office about it, I was like, Hey, you know, my orders aren't here. And they're like, oh, you got to get retainability for orders, which means I have to get, um, I have to get more time in. So they'll drop my orders. I'm like, I don't think that's how it works. You know, I was like, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a four-year control tour, which means I would have had to do four more years off top for sure. I was like, but it doesn't even start for another year. And they're like, oh, then you got to reenlist for five or six right now. And I was like, what? You know, and it was like, I was like, all right. I'm, and they're like, you either need to start, you either need to sign reenlistment paperwork today, or you need to start out processing because I had pushed it that close to like my separation date. And I was like, man. I was like, I need, I need a second to think about this. And I remember going and sitting in the hallway and just sitting in that chair and feeling this, this pit in my stomach. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. You know, this doesn't feel like what I'm, what I'm, what, what feels good with my spirit, you know? And uh, my best friend, I mean, I had talks with a lot of people before I got out my best friend, he's known me a while. And he told me, he's like, you know, he's like, I think if you go this military, you you know, or this specific route with this unit, he's like, I think you're going to have a good time, right? You're going to do a lot of crazy stuff. And you're gonna you have all these crazy memories he's like but on your deathbed he was like something's gonna be missing he was like because you don't talk about anything the way you talk about music you know and I was like man you know and I I just remember sitting in that chair and really thinking about everything that I talked to everybody about and I was like nah and so I went and I started signing the out processing paperwork and by the time the unit that I was supposed to go to found out about everything because of just even where my job and like my workplace and you know the unit where like the, 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 I guess the personnel office was, cause I had a job that had um, a, a TS clearance. So I, I worked in a top secret facility. So it's like, obviously the per- personnel office can't be in that facility. It's, you know, offsite, it's in a different place. And so I started doing all that stuff offsite and I didn't go back to the building for like three days. And when I got back, there were messages on my machine and I like, you know, called back the unit and I was like, yeah, you know, they told me I had to do this and whatever. And they were like, no, that's not, that's not true. But I had already started the process about processing, you know, and it was just like, oh, and um, yeah, it was tough because there were opportunities to go back even after I got out. And so sticking that transition out, like you said, that transition actually hit me a lot harder, a lot harder than I thought it would. And I think it's even, um, I think there are things that are still getting deprogrammed to this day, if you will, you know, Um, just kind of even just with regards to self-expression or coming into who I am as a person or what I like, you know, um, it's like little by little, some of those layers are starting to peel back even still. Um, and as an artist, like that's super important, you know, like it's, you, you have to, you have to do what's right and what resonates with you. If if you're not like, there's going to be something off, you know, it's like, you're not fully your authentic self, um, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you. Um, you're not, going to do you're not going to be that until you fully are just like you know what this is this is what I rock with this is me this is what I like you know and it's like you slowly starting to not care about what other people think I know it sounds so cliche but it's like there's a reason it's cliche you know it's like start caring about what you think and and what, what, what you like because at the end of the day 
you're the only one that matters when with regards to your life and, and how you're living it and, and, and what makes you happy. You know, that's not to say, you know, don't care about other people, but that's just to say, when it comes to living your life, live your life for you, live your life for what makes you happy, what resonates with your spirit, because nobody else is going to do that. And anybody and, and nobody else is going to have the same, like, the same, like, tapped in like acuity and knowing what your life is supposed to look like, like you are, you know, people will have their, you know, their versions of it, you know, it might be like a Walmart version of something that they think is, you know, oh yeah, this is, this is who Monica is, or this is what you should be about. And, and, and it's not always malicious either. You know, people just don't know what they don't know. Just like, I don't, you know, it's like, I don't know the depths of your soul. Like you don't know the depths of my soul. Like even our best friends don't know, you know, it's like exactly. the people closest to us, our, our parents don't even know the depths of our, our character, our soul, or, or all the little things. And so that's why I think it's just really important to, to really lean into, um, and this is, I'm, I'm saying this because this is all things that I've, I've even been learning recently, just leaning into who you are and, and what feels good and try things. You know, it's like, okay, you try something, maybe you like it, maybe you don't like it. And it's like, if you do like it, then why not? And if people like want to be mad about it, then it's like, okay, like, but what is, how does it affect you? It doesn't, you know? So yeah, I think, uh, I know that kind of got tangential, but it, it, it does that have to great. do with that because mm-hmm. it, it's definitely part of like deprogramming some things. And that's not to say, I don't think the military is evil. It's just, you know, you're, you're, you're put in a box essentially, you know, for, for order and, you know, mm-hmm. and everything for a reason, you know, it's, it's, it's like that for a reason, but then to come out and do something so different is, like I said, it was just a rough transition for me. It might be easier for other people. I definitely didn't think it was going to hit me like it did. But, you know, here we are. And yeah. I finally feel like I'm coming out the other side of it, which is, you know, a good thing. Yeah, it shows so much strength, right? And and bravery and courage because um, you know, my, my dad was actually in the military for the full, like the 20, 20. years. Yeah, the full 20 um, and for him, it was great, right? For from what he wanted, and and um, and I see, like for he would play around with me sometimes, like saying, "Monica, go be an officer." And I'm like, "You really don't know me because it's just not my, you know, it's just yeah, not my yeah, path." Yeah. But it, you know, it kind of what you said is perfect. That sometimes, you know, our parents, our loved ones, they they see aspects of of what you could do, but not mm-hmm. knowing truly what it is that you want or that you, that you need, right. To, to feel like you're living a full life. Um, so I, I agree with that hundred percent. And, um, but I, yeah, I just want to applaud your strength, your courage, because to, to leave something, to leave any type of comfort zone, to pursue something that is like your soul's calling you to do. Um, but there's a lot of unknowns in that and a lot of fear in that. And it not, not always people answer the call. So, you know, amen and, and applaud and just to commend, commend yourself that you did and to, to allow yourself to, 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 uh, to grow to where you are now. Yeah. hundred percent. And to talk on what you, what you were talking about parents, like one of the kind of big realizations I've had recently is that, you know, especially when it comes to, parents or society or anything like this, we have to remember that they only know their version of what success or um, 
or happiness or fulfillment looks like, right? You know, it's like, um, I, my mom said something to me one time that really like kind of gave me like this, this aha moment. Um, because you know, my, my mom was not really pleased when I, you know, was going to get out of the military and go do music, but that also has to do with, cause like my biological father, it's like, it's crazy nature versus nurture. It's like, you know, I didn't grow up around this guy at all. And it was like, I almost followed his footsteps like completely you know military got out to do music like it was it, it was wild so you gotta you gotta remember people have their own stigmas attached to stuff that may have nothing to do with you and and with regards to people and society and whatever it is even generationally things change you know so what was best for them may not be best for you and it's not necessarily a malicious thing it's they they actually want the best for you but they only know this vision of what the best looks like, you know? So like my mom one time, you know, I was like, I was feeling really down and I was like, man, you know, I'm sorry that like, I'm the, I'm the black sheep of the family or I'm, I'm the, I'm the mess up or whatever. And she was like, I don't have any like messed up kids. She was like, you may have gone a direction that I wouldn't have. She was like, but I also don't have the drive and determination that you have or the willpower that you have. And my mom's very stoic. So that's like as close to a compliment as I'm probably going to, or as close to a, you know, yeah. you know, Oh, awesome. Um, but it really made me realize where it's like, she may not have the understanding of what my path is, but she like kind of accepts it. And it's like, I just want the best for you type stuff. And, and we have to remember that sometimes. Sometimes people are a little bit more forceful in how they try to push on you what they think yeah. the best is or, or whatever. Um, I mean, I have, a, I have a Filipino grandma and it's like, I, every, every time I see her, she still is like, every time is like, why don't you go be a lawyer? Why don't you go be, and it's, like, <laughs> it's like Lola, because I, I don't, I don't want to be a lawyer, you know? Um, so, you know, it, we just have to remember that, you know, and take everything with like a little bit of like grace and, and, just with understanding that people don't necessarily mean harm or judgment or anything like that. It's uh, sometimes they really do want the best for you, but they don't understand the path. They don't understand what that looks like. I mean, half the time, I don't even understand the path. You know, I'm like along for the ride and trying to learn as I go. So how can I expect somebody else, you know, to, uh, to, to understand what I'm doing? You know, all I have is a vision and I'm like, all right, I, I'm just going to keep going this direction and, and, you know, as long as things feel good or feel right, you know, cause it's like, we have those, those, um, those intuition moments, right. Where it's almost yeah. like when you play, Oh, hot and cold, where you get to something and it's like, Ooh, this doesn't feel good. Like, Nope, that's yes. not it, you know, but then sometimes, sometimes we got to be careful because we're like, Ooh, this doesn't feel good. And you're like, wait, why doesn't it feel good? It's like, Ooh, cause you're breaking a bad habit. That's why it doesn't feel yeah. good. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. it, it may not feel good on a surface level but like with your soul like no you need this <laughs> yes you, you need to eat these vegetables and grow up strong to get this evolution on you know so um yeah yeah, I don't know. yeah it's so well said so well said and like that roadmap yeah it's just following that intuition and and like you said sometimes breaking uh, barriers just doesn't feel good, but you know, it is the right thing to do. So no, wonderful. And I, you know, I'm, I'm curious and I'm sure you've told me in the past, how did you end up in Vegas? Because you're, where are you, where are you from again, originally? Uh, I usually claim New York and Florida because that's where I spent the most time growing up. Um, oh. I moved around quite a bit, but like East coast probably is like the heaviest influence over my life. because That's where I spent the most time. Oh. But I wound up in Vegas because my, uh, when I was getting out 
my family had a motorcycle shop in Henderson. Okay. And they were like, hey, you know, you want to come here and help us? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll come, I'll come help. And, and then, uh, you know, it was close enough to LA without paying LA prices. And I kind of, you know, I was going through um, like every, everything in my life was changing all at once. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll just go out to Vegas and, and try and see, you know, see yeah. what happens there. So that's initially what brought me out here. And it was like, of course, as soon as I got out here, like everything exploded. Like, you know, it was like the shop closed down. My aunt, uncle got divorced. I was like, oh, wow. Oh. So, like, <laughs> everything I came out here for is like, you know, and, and that just like, that was just another test, you know, that just that that made the transition even harder because then I was like depressed every day. I'm like, oh, I made the wrong choice. Like right. what an, you know, like, oh, that, that was a horrible decision, you know? So there was a good, um, there was a good almost year and a half where I dreamt every night about not getting out and going, you know, to, to where I was going to go before I got out. And it was like, it was so bad. Like literally every night I would dream about it. And I was like, I would be so mad at myself because I, one, I would be mad at myself because in, I would wake up and it wouldn't be real. And I would feel a little let down, but then I'd be so mad at myself for feeling let down. Cause I'm like, bro, you got out from music. What are you doing? Like, why are you <laughs> upset about this? You know? Yeah. Um, but it just, yeah, it was one of those like, um, crucibles, you know, like one of those just mm -hmm. testing moments that, mm -hmm. um, I feel like come around more often than I want them to sometimes, you know, yeah. but, uh, but we have to face them down, you know, have to face them down. And it's, it is, I, I, I truly feel like it's almost like not little tests, but at the same time, little tests, you know, like yeah. that you're, you're like, how bad do you want it? How mm -hmm. bad do you want this type thing? Um, because, you know, in, in any path you choose, there's going to be hardships. There's going to be things that will attempt to derail you or things that will attempt to distract you. Um, and facing those things down is, is, is difficult sometimes and mm -hmm. saying no to things. Sometimes we'll get stuck in cycles where you were just in a holding pattern essentially. And it's like, we can't move on to the blessings that life has for us until we learn certain lessons, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's a tough pill to swallow, especially when you realize that's all on you. You know, you're holding yourself back from those blessings. It's nobody else's fault, but your own. And that's, uh, taking on that burden is it's at first you're like, Oh, I don't like that, but it's true. You know, it's true. We hold ourselves back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes like out of fear, I think of our potential and, but just getting through that is essential and just through through good support systems and finding the help that you need along the way and knowing that it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. So, yeah. So at what point did it start to like, you're, you were like, man, I'm so grateful that I didn't give up and that I just, I kept going and pursuing the music journey. I, I don't know if there was a, like a switch point where it happened. I think it, it might've happened gradually, but what I did start to notice is that when music was going well, I didn't even think about the military. Whereas in the military, even if the military was going well, I thought about music, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that to me just kind of correlated with, oh yeah, this was the right decision because you know, if it was inverse, 
I would still be thinking about the other thing. Whereas when music is going well, um, yeah, it's, I'm like, yeah, this is all, this is all I want to do. This feels great. Whether it be on stage, whether it be recording, whether it be whatever, yeah. um, just because it feels really good. Like I, I, I really think that, you know, we all kind of have these things that we're drawn to or for whatever are just magnetic to us. For me, it's, it's art and music and, um, and all those things, really anything artistic. You know, I come from uh, an arts background. I have an art degree and, and nothing that has to do with music, honestly. But um, I, I love anything artistic. I have, an, I have a, uh, a degree in 3D animation, believe it or not. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. So, and I've only recently started to dust that off after a decade or whatever it is, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I love anything artistic and just... Um, I feel like leaning into that, especially art is so scary because society's like, oh, get a real job or, or something mm -hmm. like that, you know, mm -hmm. but society consumes so much art. So it's like, what do you mean <laughs> a real job? Like, who's going to give you all of this if not us? You know? Exactly. Um, so uh, it is just kind of funny. Um, but, but that's where trusting yourself comes in. That's honestly been one of my biggest, biggest lessons lately. It's just finally trusting myself mm -hmm. um, because if you don't trust yourself you are going to start putting that trust elsewhere maybe in other people mm -hmm. and what they think you should do or putting it in society you know like it, it's it's not it's going to falter and it's gonna things are gonna not work and you're not gonna understand why until you really start to trust yourself and it's a process it's a process I'm still learning and still trying to uh, hone in on because you know it's like I said there's no there's no, oh, okay, cool. I, I trust myself all the time. No, it's, you have to actively un, you know, take these, uh, take these parts that don't serve you out. You know, they're almost like blockages or insecurities or whatever, and be like, no, I feel like I'm going to do this with anything. Like I've been doing yeah. it with musical ideas and motifs lately where I'm just like, you know what? Mm, I haven't heard anybody do something like this. And people might think it's weird, but I think it sounds cool. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. And what I found, Monica, like almost 100% of the time is I keep throwing it out there almost like tests, right? I'm just like, I'm going to do something weird. Like say if I collab with somebody and they send me a track, I'm like, you know what? This is a little weird, but this sounds cool in my head. It feels like it's fitting. And I'm just waiting for somebody to send something back and be like, bro, this is too weird. Can you do something more normal or something like that? And nobody has yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, okay, you know, and that's, that's as you're building up the trust in yourself, be like, okay, trust yourself more, bro. Trust yourself more. That's not to say that everything you make is going to be dope or is going to be this, but it's like, if something is different, like trust yourself, because that's where somebody said one time, those like, quote unquote, weird things or those things that are different. That's what like kind of makes you as an artist. That's what makes you unique as an artist. That's what kind of mm -hmm. has your seasonings all over it or, or whatever it is, you know? Um, and I was like, you know, that, that, that's, that's really true. But that only can happen if you start to trust yourself and start yeah. because trusting yourself involves stepping out from what already exists, right? You're not trying to be a carbon copy of any other artist or any other person. You're stepping into an unknown area because only you can step into that area. Exactly. Only you can step into being you, authentically you. You're the only one that can do it. Like, so um, yeah. you have to, but you have to trust yourself to step out into that. Because I feel like a lot of times, because um, I mean, I've been guilty of this. We don't. We like look out at that field and we're like, oh, that field looks like it'd be cool to run through. 
uh, but no one else is running through it. They're probably people probably think I'm weird if I go run through <laughs> that field. And then it's just like, no, bro, go run through that field. Like, go. That's your field. You know, nobody else can even get in that field. So that field is just gonna sit there, un unoccupied. You know, unexplored. No, go explore that field because that yes. was predestined for you. That is your field to go run in. So don't be scared. I thought of something yesterday, actually. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I want to turn this into a, a line. But I, I, I was thinking of like, don't let people who are scared of your potential scare you away from your potential. Mm. You know, because it's mm. like sometimes people don't always have the best interests, right? And and they're, they're and, and it may not even be consciously. But I, I, I've even started to realize this amongst, um, you know, say other artists or something like that. And and how they will project kind of their insecurities on you and make you feel like you're weird for being you or that you shouldn't be you. And it, it is really just an unconscious manifestation of them being afraid of what your potential might look like. Maybe because you seem like you're more apt to go towards your potential and they, maybe they're scared of going towards theirs type thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I feel like that is a thing, you know, I, mm -hmm. sometimes people will scare you away from your potential because they're scared of your potential, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it might not even be a malicious thing. Like I said, it, it might be an unconscious thing, yeah. but we have to just trust in ourselves because if those same people trusted in their themselves and were like cool to run into their field, they don't care if you're running in your field. Cause they're like, yeah, this is dope. Isn't it? Like you see that people who are winning don't, care if other people are winning they want to see other people win. yeah you know like um like gary v gary v will be like somebody will tell gary v and i an idea and he's like yeah go do it you know like go do it just go do it you know like so um always be cautious of the external influences that you allow in and the way that you can ultimately be cautious of them is filter them through yourself and trusting yourself you know mm -hmm. of course you got to get right with your spirit get everything kind of like aligned and that is a continual process that will happen until the day you die i feel like um absolutely but you know filter it through that trust and that intuition within yourself um cultivate that because i feel like that is that is something that needs to be nurtured and grown like a, a garden in itself too or that field you know grow it in that field you have to nurture that that trust and love in yourself um and like i said these are heavy lessons that i've learned recently you know and still are learning so you have to cultivate and nurture that in order to really feel, like have those roots be strong that, yeah. that it's like nobody can come along and just blow your tree over or something like that. You're like, no, I, I trust in myself. Like you, you can't make me feel insecure about being me, you know, type thing. Um, but easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> Very much easier said than done sometimes because our, our insecurities will creep in, you know, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have bad days you know our depressed days and stuff like that man depression is a friend i wish would just go away you know? <laughs> i'm just like bro i don't i don't know why you keep coming around like, <laughs> but you yeah know, like, that's the duality of things though too mm -hmm. you know, so Absolutely. I feel like you hit on so many good things. It's so thank you for all that. And um oh, if I start, if I start, I'll ramble like so cut me off, like, <laughs> no, no, right, no. no. <laughs> it was all it's no, great it was... that you're on this tangent, but I asked if you like cupcakes. I'll be like, oh yes. <laughs> I forgot the question. Why bad? No, no, you hit on such good like little nuggets of wisdom. Um, especially I think the one uh, yeah, so many. But the one that's sticking out right now is the 
to not let other people's um, limitations, insecurities rub off on you. Um, it's it's interesting. It does happen. And um, again, it doesn't come like what you were saying earlier too. It doesn't come from a malicious place, but at the same time, people are just afraid and sometimes don't realize how much fear is, is, uh, has taken over their life. I, I saw it in my life. Uh, when I first started the journey with uh, OIF, um, with some family members, because I also I quit my really stable job. And so I had some family members that thought I was crazy for doing that. And, and I just kept telling myself, you know, Monica, they're just coming from their vantage, vantage point, maybe they've, they're remembering things that they didn't pursue when they were younger, and they could have had the chance um, so I just tried my best to, you know, not let it get to me at the time. And now those same family members are like super proud to see mm-hmm. like of the growth that the organization has had. So, you know, it's, that's what you, like what you were saying earlier to just, just to keep going and remembering that people will always respond to you based on, on where they are, that it has actually nothing to do with you. hundred <laughs> percent. And I mean, this may seem like a surface level example, but this is like to touch on exactly what you said. You had a vision, right? You had a vision for what you wanted to try to accomplish. And it's like only you, like we said, only you can see that vision so accurately. When I got out of the military and I started growing my hair, so many people were like, what are you doing, bro? Cut it. No, don't grow it. Don't grow it. Every, so many people. And a bunch of those people now are like, oh my gosh, like, you can't cut your hair now. Like you, you gotta, you gotta, like it, it's dope long and this, this, and this, but it's like, it's funny because they, people are scared, right? They want, they want the best for you. That's that whole man, you know, mm. that man, but those insecurities will manifest, but it's just like, sometimes people can't see your vision and you just have to trust that you see your vision and that people will understand once it comes to fruition. Exactly. You know? But that's a lonely road. That it's is a lonely, lonely road. It's a lonely road. Mm-hmm. But that's why you have to have that, that super, like, just that root system and that love within yourself to be able to keep going. Because exactly. to be honest, like the journey towards any path, right, or, or striving for greatness in any field, I feel like 99% of that path is walked alone. It's walked alone. You know, nobody sees, you know, like with music, like, bro, nobody's with me there three in the morning in the studio, you know, like trying to just flesh out ideas or do this. It's like, I do a lot of my stuff alone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm sure like with the grinding for LYF and stuff like that, like, yeah, we have people around us for a support system, but as far as like spearheading something and like trying to get momentum going, that is a very lonely mm-hmm. journey that will have you going back and forth on like, am I messing up right now? Like, you know, <laughs> am I crazy? Am I, you know, should I not be doing this? Is this person right? Like, I feel like that flip-flop will happen, but mm-hmm. it, you just have to lean back in on yourself. And unless you have that, like, that iron, like, will inside that you can just go back to and be like, no, nah, like, no, nah, Monica, you're, you're being wild right now. Just keep, here's the vision. <laughs> we need to keep just going keep for going. this vision that we know is, is there, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. At the beginning, it was very lonely. Um, But I also kind of, you know, everything we're talking about, I just had such trust in myself um, and trust in the universe that the support would come and the right people would come. And and that's exactly what has happened, continues to. So it just, 
that having that blind faith sometimes is what's so essential to to keep going and um and just again knowing that you are even though it might feel lonely sometimes just knowing that as long as you're following your heart that means that the universe is guiding you and the universe is always with you so no matter what it is that you know you're trying to create so it's so hard to surrender sometimes (laughs) you know we want to control everything and it's so backwards that the second that we give up wanting something that's given to us you know it's Mm -hmm. like ah I just it's yeah we Mm -hmm. always want to control everything but surrendering like you said and just trusting that Mm -hmm. things are going to go the way they're going to go is essential yeah so Zhao let's let's talk a little more about um this past year you know what a ride it's been and um what did what did what is like what are some things that you've learned the most from it that's aiding to your life now to improve that's maybe even helping or has helped your quality of life improve um any practices that you do for your health for your well-being um like as we're talking about like all of this requires especially when you're when you're creating something it, it adds so much pressure and and stress so ca- taking care of yourself is like a non-negotiable <laughs> So what do you do to take care of yourself? And then what are some big lessons that you've learned from this past year with the pandemic? So a lot of what we just talked about has been, <laughs> has been heavy, you know, heavy, heavy lessons. Um, you know, um, with regards to music, I, I definitely locked in and just, mm. um, and just sharpened some tools, uh, especially like with recording and mixing and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like the whole trusting myself and, and going with that route as far as like, I mean, yeah, like a lot of the big life stuff was a lot of the stuff we talked on, you know, yeah. um, really a lot of self-reflection and seeing, um, one of the biggest things recently for me is really starting to understand the concept of, you know, us all just being mirrors, you know, of mm-hmm. each other and, and. Yeah, I started to realize that, you know, like one of, the, one of the first things that jumps out of at us about a person when we first meet them is what we see of ourselves in them, you know, whether it be positive or negative, you know, um, and that is uh, turning that that gaze inwards, I think, has been the biggest thing for me, um, you know, starting to realize that what what other people do or, or how other people treat you doesn't really matter you know in in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter with regards to you right you know with regards to you and your growth how they treat you is on them you and how you react to things and how you hold yourself that's what you control and Mm -hmm. um instead of you know it's it's another cliche that's been around forever you know start with the man in the mirror you know like be the change you want to see in the world. It's, 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 it's always there. Um, and looking at people from like a mirrored aspect and being like, okay, like here is this person, they're doing X, Y, Z. Why are they moving like that? Oh, well, let me think about what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, I can improve this, this, then this about myself, you know, and, and then you do that, you know, and whether or not another person chooses to do that, it's like, you can't, you, you can lead a horse to water, you know, but it's just like, that's not your, 
it's not your job to like try and um, like fix or help everyone because right. that that's been one of my biggest biggest lessons. I'm definitely the type of person that's like I will drop everything to just go help somebody constantly. That's 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 what I've done. But what I've realized, yeah, especially this last year, is I've done it to my own detriment because I started to realize I'm working on other people's dreams and other people's visions and, and helping other people and leaving nothing for myself. You know, I'm, I've, I've really just, it's like I put my, myself on the back burner. So honestly enough, one of the biggest lessons from this pandemic, oddly enough, is learning to love myself. Like, mm-hmm. like truthfully, truthfully learning to, I mean, yeah. even cutting things as simple as like negative self-talk, you know, like realizing that the way I talk to myself, I would never talk to another human being like that. So why, why on earth would I talk to myself like that? You know, um, I heard somebody, they, they kind of did it like a metaphor where it's like, you know, the voice in your head and how you talk to yourself is like a roommate. Right. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to have a good, like <laughs> a good relationship with that person? Like, why would you want to have you know, this tension or talking bad or whatever. It's like, you don't want to be around that constantly. So like, start talking better to yourself. Um, Start putting, um, and and like, it's like, this is how, how deeply it's like this breaking this habit is programmed in me because it it even feels weird to say it, but I'm like, start putting yourself first. feels like such a selfish notion to me. Um, And that's, and like I say, I say that not to say like, oh, forget everybody else and like step on people. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like protect your time and your energy and and your path. And especially for somebody who's like, I've learned I'm highly empathetic, you know? So it's like for somebody who's who's like highly empathetic, it's like really hard because I'm like, oh, I started to realize I was getting my own. I was, I was, because I didn't have that, that strong enough connection with self and like, you know, loving myself and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and all that. I found that I was getting validation from helping other people. That's where I found my self-worth. You know, like I felt validated and my self-worth came externally because I was helping other people. But it's like, that's, that's not how that works. Like you need to have that. You need to have the self-worth that comes from the inside, no external anything. Um, and then like, once you have that and then you can move forward and then it's like, you become like invincible almost you know it's like you nobody can one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Albert Camus and he says um in the depths of winter I found that there is within me an uh, an invincible summer you know and it's like it's like when we get to those lowest of lows and we realize it's like okay but I'm you know like I'm I'm good you know I'm I I, you, you gotta have that like internal I guess storehouse of of drive and, and, and love for yourself. And like I said, it boils down to like, all right, say you're on your vision, you're on your, or you're on your path towards your vision, you're on your road. And it's like, nobody is there to, to do it, but you, are you just going to give up? Like, no, you got to keep going. You, it's just you, you know, it's just you. That's not to say that we're not, you know, we're not surrounded by great support systems and stuff like that, but in our heads, it's just us, you know, in our, in our life journeys, it's just us. We may be around friends or, even loved ones a small percentage of the time or even a large percentage of the time. But it's like the end of the day, it's like, you know, even if you're with a significant other, somebody you're dating, it's like, well, how much are you also just in your own mind? And they're not there, you know, like you're thinking it's like, they're not there in your head with you type stuff. So, um, 
I feel like that whole concept of loving yourself is one that I'm like, of course, we always say it and I, you know, I've said it before, but it's like, it's one I'm actually starting to internalize. There's a difference between like hearing something and understanding something and then like fully internalizing mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's been a journey, you know, cause it's like breaking old habits that don't serve me or don't serve that are uncomfortable. Like we were talking about before, you know, change is uncomfortable, but it's one of those, it's not one of those, how we talked about the hot and cold game where it's like, oh, it's uncomfortable because it's not good. It's like, oh, it's uncomfortable because it is good. And I'm having to break through this barrier that has been put in place, um, essentially by my, like by myself, you know, like, or, you know, maybe even things that have just been put on us through our life or from childhood or whatever, but it's like, it's on me to take this barrier down now. Nobody else is going to come in and be like, oh, you don't need this. This doesn't serve you. It's on me to look at it and be like, you know, I've looked at this wall for lots of years now. And I'm like, I really don't think that wall needs to be there. You know, like you're <laughs> modeling your own house or you're shaping, you know, like mm-hmm. I always love to think of like, we are the sculptor and the sculpture at the same time. Right. You know, so it's like we shape ourselves and you're like, you know what, I'm this right here, I'm going to sand this off, you know, like, I'm going to, I'm going to hone this edge, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks better, like, that's, that feels better with the vision that I'm trying to accomplish, um, and it's like, you, you never know, you start taking down that wall, and you're like, oh, man, there's a whole garden behind here, like, or there's your field, you know, <laughs> it's like, my field was behind this wall the whole time, the whole time. I even know. it's gorgeous, you know, so, um, but like I said, it's, it's, I feel like it's, it's an eternal journey, you know, we're mm-hmm. always, we're here, we're experiencing, um, and it's just a journey forward each time. Um, and there's going to be lessons. I always feel like it's like, sometimes it's like two steps forward and one step back. And I'm like, but even so that's still progress, you know, progress is progress and learning to forgive yourself, um, for, for missteps, I think is huge. Um, you know, just be, be more kind to yourself, be, you know, be understanding with yourself. Just as, just as soon as you would be understanding with somebody else, you know, say if they made a mistake, you know, like, oh, you know, it's all good. You better turn around and do that same thing to yourself. You know, don't sit there beating yourself up for, for whatever, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I, I just feel like that's been one of my, I feel like pandemic has forced people, like you remember in the beginning of pandemic when the people like, oh, people are getting depressed and people are this and people are whatever. I was like, you know why people get depressed? Because it's the first time they've had to sit with themselves. Exactly. No work distractions, no whatever. And it's like, I think some people were a little disappointed in where they were, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's not disappointment in anybody else but themselves. You know, exactly. they're like, you pull them out of that like nine to five where, or their distractions. And all of a sudden they're like, huh, you know, like all of a sudden you're not distracted and you have to sit with yourself for the first time. That can be an uncomfortable place. Yeah. Especially if you don't like where you're at, you know, 100%. Um, but that's why I also think like, I mean, granted the whole reasoning for the pandemic and, and, and everything shutting down is, is, is a sad one. I think it honestly, with regards to, to people and consciousness and I mean, probably even spirituality in general, I think it was, huge I think it was actually really good and I think that's why so many people are evolving and shifting right now is because people got back in touch with things they love whether it be art or whether Mm -hmm. it be just a passion that they put on the back burner for years it's like well I'm just sitting around the house what I'm gonna do I'm like oh yeah I like to paint you know they start painting again they're like man I forgot how dope this is or I forgot how this is or people out hiking again you know people out in nature and they're like I forgot how dope this is it's like 
we picked our heads up from being down for a second and we're like we looked around and we're like okay I see where I'm at and I see where I maybe I want to be you know people started businesses people there's a bunch of people myself included where it's just like I don't know if I can imagine going back to like a normal work space you know it's um even as things open back up I'm like I don't know you know I might have to like do it in a way where it's just like I'm gonna you know have my passion paper or something or have whatever and then you you start getting creative on how to build a business or how to you know be in that regard and um and, and I think we we got to see that like the whole I guess myth of scarcity isn't real you know it's like no there's enough out there for everybody can win literally everybody can win and it's all on you you know it is at the end of the day it's all on you how do you want to evolve how do you want to develop how far are you willing to go um you know and how much time are you willing to put in or you know whatever whatever capacity but um I really do think pandemic was or lockdown whatever you want to call it was just beautiful for that you know I agree honestly like when we look at the the, the silver lining, right, of the circumstance, I do believe that it, it provided a lot of uh, fertilizer for growth. And in my life, what's given me a lot of solace and whenever I've gone through dark periods, um, it's to realize, you know, that that's a season and that's like a time of replanting and depression, anxiety, all that comes to help you understand what it is you really want in life. And um, of course it can be very scary if you don't have like the tools and the support to get through it. But once you know how to get navigate through it, when it comes then you're like, all right, I'm ready. Let's what's, what do what I need to learn right now? How do I, what do I need to, how do I, what, how, how do I need, how do I need to grow from this? Um, and just again, because I I think of us, I've said this before, but I see humans as we're just more complicated plants, you know, with deeper emotions. And but we, you know, we abide by the same type of natural cycles and everything, just like other wildlife. Um, and with us, our growth comes from our internal growth through our emotions and all that. So just like plants grow, grow with fertilizer we grow through those darker shades. Um, and so that's how, yeah. So I feel like we, it was such a dark time this time last year for so many that I'm, I'm very grateful for those that were able to get through it and, and, and change their life for the better um, and not allow the dark, the darkness to overcome them. Um, and of course I feel for the folks that um, chose a different route, you know, and I know it's, it's been difficult and of course can't like, it's not cookie cutter, you know, none of this is, but to, to just realize that when those dark times come, they do come, it's to, to, to help you evolve. Um, and that's why it's so important to, to take care of ourselves and to, um, learn about mental health and spiritual well-being and everything to, to help us get through it. I love this conversation, Zhao. Thank you for, for, for all this. This has been so awesome. Um, but before we go, I want folks to know about what are some of your new mus- musical endeavors that you've been working on? What's the song that we're going to feature um, after our interview? I'm thinking about that one. I'm yeah. like, I actually, you know, um, in light of this conversation, I think that... Um, the song 
that I'll have you guys feature is actually called Toxic. Mm. And it's um, a song I did with Philip Wolf, another super, super, super talented uh, artist out here. And um, we were in the studio one night where we we're just like, oh, we're going to make a song. And he told me um, the one of the first lines you hear, um, he's like, they always tell you run from toxic people. What if toxic's what you are? And I wasn't, you know, I, I think he meant it in, in regards to like uh, another person. And I was like, huh, I was like, I want to I want to think about writing it from a perspective of you could be talking to another person or you could be talking to yourself, you know, like those toxic habits we have or, or whatever. Um, and so it's uh, I really like the song for that regard, because I always think about it from, you know, talking to to myself from from my own perspective and, and that kind of self-analysis that we talked about and mm-hmm. and looking at things that we could do better instead of you know pointing fingers at others you know um it's like i said that's just we're just mirrors you know and uh it boils down to what you see in others is like well that's that's a manifestation of yourself that you're seeing a reflection of yourself that you're seeing with somebody else so um yeah it's, it's definitely a, a weirder song like i definitely it's uh kind of darker vibes and I did a lot of weird stuff with the, the production mm-hmm. and stuff like that um but it's a song I like a lot it's a, it's a song that I'm I truthfully don't usually go back and listen to my own music like I just don't mm-hmm. um, I just kind of make it and then you know I hope people vibe with it but Toxic's actually one that I've gone back and listened to um a couple times and uh I, I do like that song it's it's a cool song so I hope other people like it too and yeah. and you know it's got Phil on it and it's Phil's super dope. So he is amazing. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've listened to him. So that's, that's going to be a treat. Um, yeah. Well, awesome. Zhao. And so tell folks what's the best way for people to find you and connect with you. Um, I'm probably most active and I'm not even that active. That's I'm, I got to get better about that. But um, on, on Instagram, Instagram is probably where I post all that that's uh, going on. I, I have to redo my website. It's up, but it's just not the best right now. Uh, it's just zowmusic.com. But my IG is kingdom, K-I-N-G-D-O-M, of, O-F, Zao, Z-H-O-U, all one word, no no spaces or lines or anything. And um, yeah, there's a lot of um, cool stuff on the horizon. I've done a lot of collabing with people recently so it's been cool to get me out of my box you know no pun intended with (laughs) locking myself in the studio with no windows and you know making songs from start to finish you know the production and everything is cool and and I love that process but collabing recently has you know opens just up other you know other avenues because now you have other people's creative energies being put into a song you know whether it be me just going over a song from another producer or me just doing hooks for people or verses for people or whatever. Um, yeah, it kind of, it's almost like you go visit another country and you, you know, you, you get some of that culture and you bring it back with you to your own. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm definitely big on that. I love, I love so many different types of music. Like, like when I say I listen to everything, like I literally mean it. I listen to it. You know, like people think I'm joking until they give me the aux cord. And I'm like, all right, well, what do you guys want? And they're just like, oh, play whatever. And I'm like, don't tell me that. (laughs) If you don't know what mood I'm in right now, we're going to be listening to music from the 20s if you you mess around because I'm in that mood. But um, I always think that, you know, taking things that, you know, we like or resonate with us from, from different areas, like that's how you get 
the new stuff. You know how they say there's nothing new in the world. Like every idea has already been thought of or done mm-hmm, or executed. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's true, but also not true because mm-hmm. you're the only you, you, you have a unique set of things that you enjoy and influences that you have and things that you kind of imbue into whatever your creative process is. If you're an artist, you know, so like me, you know, I'll be like, oh, I really like this element from jazz. I'm going to throw it into, you know, this alternative R&B song or something like that, you know, and it's, I really feel like collaboration allows for those natural organic flows to happen where, you know, you're like, huh, I really like how this person did this or, or whatever. Or maybe somebody gives you a melodic idea you wouldn't have thought of if they're like, oh, maybe try this or, you know, maybe this harmony or maybe that. And you're like, huh, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's dope. <laughs> so I, I definitely, um, I've been doing a lot of that lately, a lot of collabing and uh, a lot of just refocusing back on the, honestly, the, the business side. I hate the business side of music. I, if I could just make music all day, I'd love to do it. But I, I know that that's not how it works. Like if you want to eat off of it, you got to start getting your branding, your image, your yeah. everything has to, you know, all get in line. And that's the part where I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> the part I've been dreading, you know, um, but it's part of it, you know, and I think flipping the, the paradigm and seeing it as a means to an end is, is going to be what really helps me in that regard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Again, like I said it earlier, it's just it's been so cool just to see your growth and where you are now. And I, I've even I have even though I haven't been able to see you live in a, in a while. Um, I mean, I've seen like the music you've put out, and um, I could just sense like how your confidence has grown, and <laughs> it's just it's really it makes me really happy uh, to see you growing. And so just yeah, keep doing it, and you're amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zal, well, that's all I have. Anything, any last minute things you'd like to share before we hop off? I don't think so. I feel like I've, I've talked your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was all great, and I, I, I highly enjoyed it. Um, loved learning about everything that you've gr- gone through, learned what you've learned this past year and learning more about your story was really a big treat. So thank you for being here with me. 100%. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, thank you everybody for, for tuning in as always, please leave us a review uh, so we can continue to grow the podcast. So thank you. Thank you. And see you later. And thank you, Zal. Thank you. you are Why do they tell you run from toxic people What if toxic's what you are When I need you the most You know where to be found And you're leaving me here bleeding Lying broken on the ground Will you wait for the Sound. And it's too late to find myself aligning in the 
soul You and your fake halo got others convinced Yeah, cause they don't know that I drink all this poison just to break slow Okay, so where we at now? Where we at now? Cause I don't think this is how Real love's supposed to be Your shadow's over me, oh And you just keep breaking me down Do you even understand What I'm going through It's me and you And every time I try to get away I see you right there standing in my way Oh, whoa. And I don't get why you keep okay. on breaking me Fed up over appetizers That rapid fire got me thinking about your real desires Make a change, get involved I've been through it all But making old excuses got me picturing a pacifier That's ironic Sweet and talked about it Crib and polka dotted bonnet I put I love you in a message Guess you never got it Raising up my voice, see I was raised upon it Put my pride first and never call it out I just saw the cold when you would shiver From the shoulder I was given I was never proud I just sent my loving from a distance. I was selfish and I know it. I was only really thinking about myself. Damn, better days, long nights, cold soul. Leave bliss with a scar, hit the road. Feeling broken, but the world ain't never coaching how to do it, how to do it on your own. Why can't you be who I need you to be? Why do I stay just living this lie? I see the bad, I let it slide.